sometimes there's a television program that when you see it in the schedule, it just has your name on it. You know, it just appeals directly for you. Perhaps you're a train enthusiast. And it is an in-depth study of the boiler of the steam engine tornado. You know, might not appeal to everybody, but it might be for you. Maybe you're a fan of musicals. And it's a special behind-the-scenes visit to Les Mis, where they talk about how the songs came together and tell that story by Victor Hugo. Maybe you are a fan of modern architecture, and the programme is about entries for the Stubbling Prize, the prize awarded each year. I'm sure you get the idea. A week ago, I saw that there was going to be a programme on BBC Four about the place I used to work. And it was got to have in it somebody that, uh, while they didn't know me, I knew them. They, they were higher up the management food chain than me. And I thought, oh, that sounds interesting. That's just my programme. So, I recorded it. And I started watching it late at night after Emmeline's gone to bed, because it probably wasn't her <laughs> cup of tea. And I said, oh, they're saying that? Oh, yeah, they're, they're mentioning this. Oh, they've not mentioned that. That's maybe still not something to mention. And then I go, oh, uh, uh, what's happened there then? The, the, uh, the programme seems to have changed. Oh dear, I'd fallen asleep. <laughs> so uh, well, it's all right, it's recorded. It's on the skybox, I wind it back 20 minutes. And I start watching again. And suddenly it was the end credits. And I had gone and fallen asleep again. Yeah, yeah, I think Emmeline wondered what did make me so late to bed that night. Uh, but it was the fact I had to watch the programme about three times. I'd eaten late, my eyes flickered and closed. It wasn't that it was boring. I was very interested. I wanted to hear what they were saying. I was very keen on the programme. But I'm human. It had been a long day. The evening was warm. And it had an effect on me. The passage this morning shows the humanity of the disciples, but also of Jesus. We've sang meekness and majesty, manhood and deity. The, 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 there's a, a harmony there, fully human and fully 
divine. In, in our passage today, we particularly see the human aspect of Jesus. But let's think about how that human and divine Jesus prays. I say that assuming, of course, that we can stay awake. Uh, I did have a lecturer at college who infamously, um, with the class the year above me, um, fell asleep mid-sentence. I've, I've never done that. Um, at least not that I can remember. Um, Jesus takes his friends to pray. And he asks them to wait, to watch. And maybe that, that topic of asking them to wait and watch uh, is in itself a thing about prayer and how we can pray as a church. A topic or worthy of exploring. Because um, quite often when there's an event going on, a big event like Spring Harvest that I've already mentioned, there will be people praying. There'll be people outside the big top that are gathered to pray for what's happening in the big top. And there'll be people around the world that are praying for what's happening at Spring Harvest. Layering upon layer the prayer for what's going on that morning or afternoon or evening. Calling for spiritual protection. Asking that the spirit might touch and bless the right individuals. Calling for the leaders to be guided God's way and so on. I've mentioned already this morning about there being church meeting on Thursday night. If you cannot be here at church meeting, please pray at home for church meeting. Please think of discussions, look at the agenda, use it as a prayer diary in the week, in the run-up to church meeting, that we can be God's people and discuss things in the way that God wants us to approach matters. When we're doing things, when you see something in the newsletter or in good news or in the calendar, think about it and pray about it and keep praying for that event, even though you're maybe not directly engaged in it. But use markers to, to pray that those who are might be blessed by the Spirit to do God's work. And that way you contribute to that work that is going on. Jesus tells his friends to watch, to wait. And then he prays. And his prayer is that God's will is done. It's not as brief as that, is it? 
he begins the prayer, Abba, Father, everything is possible for you. Take this cup from me. He's putting his whole trust in the Father. He's saying, anything is possible. This is the Garden of Gethsemane. It's the time after the Last Supper. After the washing of the disciples' feet. And before Judas comes and gives a kiss to his friend. And the soldiers take Jesus captive. Jesus knows he is about to die. He has told his friends as much. He's spoken of how his body will be broken and his blood will be shed. But the Son, who is divine, is in his humanity pleading for there to be a different path. I know what's ahead of me, but let it be something else. You can do anything, Father. Please let there be something else. And he doesn't just pray it once. We see again in verse 39 that it says that he goes and prays the same prayer again. And it's hinted at that he goes and prays it a third time too. Not simply praying for the Father's will, but, uh, but asking that things might be different. That the God who can do any miracle will now do something that will save him from the agony of the cross. And I wonder how often we might have prayed something vaguely similar to that about our own life and our own situation. How often we have called out saying, you can do anything, God. So heal my friend. Heal me. Lift me out of this crisis. Come on, God. You can sort it out. Do the instant miracle. Change the world. My life is in ruins. Rebuild me. We've probably all paid it. That might even have been what was rolling off your tongue this morning as you got out of bed. This is the situation I face. Dear Lord, I I can't face this. Change it. And some of us might have prayed that and then seen the miracle. Some of us might have prayed that and then seen our life turn around. That something new happened. Something amazing 
something great, something we couldn't have dreamed of. And hopefully when that happened, we said, thank you, Lord. But perhaps, although we have petitioned for what we want to happen... We've not seen it answered that way. And that's a struggle sometimes. It sometimes burns within us. Why is this happening? We know it's a fallen world. But the pain is there. All too close. Jesus prays for the situation to change, for it to be a completely different story that will unfold, that he will not suffer agony and pain. But yet even the Son of God, fully divine, goes through that agony and goes through that pain. I wonder when, when we pray our cry to the Lord, however much we, we don't understand at the time, whether we have that, that faithfulness that we see in Jesus' prayer, whether we are able to say, yet not what I will, but what you will. And give the whole situation to God. The, the situation that goes beyond our understanding. Beyond what we might ever know. The loving father sees our agony. And if there was another way, by his mercy and grace, he would open that pathway. The prayer would be answered. For Jesus, he had to go to the cross. Yet by going that path, our sins are forgiven. Our hope becomes a sure and certain promise. Jesus Jesus repeated and repeated, take this cup. But he remembered to pray too. But what you will. Are we ready for something that might be the opposite of our will to be there in our prayer? We need to wrestle in our wrestling, in our doubts. His truth will lead us through.
we need to wrestle with those issues before God. Sometimes we need to verbalize it. God listens to both our whispered prayers and the ones that we really shout. Not just towards him, but at him. I've been there, I've shouted prayers. Because sometimes that's where the passion takes us. Sometimes sitting and writing the prayer makes us take time with God to, to focus on what we want to say to him. And if you do that, I suggest that you, you keep holding the pen after you've finished writing what you want to say to God. Because sometimes he wants to say something back to you. And it's good to write that down too. Prayer is about having a growing relationship with God. About being with him. About being there in the times of great rejoicing. And the time of struggle too. And we need to, to waken up to that. To waken up and have that prayerful life that keeps us growing ever closer with the God who loves us. I know a, a number of people who, who set daily alarms, maybe on their watch or a special clock uh, or, or maybe on their phone, daily alarms to go off at certain times. Um, maybe to indicate um, when to take a pill at that time of the day to, to remind them. Uh, it might be to, to suggest that they start cooking their dinner. I know of an older person who sets an alarm to wake them up uh, in case, like me, they've fallen asleep in front of the television. So it's to wake them up so that they go to bed. You know, so that they get a proper rest. If we're not good at having a daily prayer time, set an alarm each day. At a time that you could, yeah, just to prompt you. To make you go, oh, what's that alarm going off for? Oh, it's to remind me about God. To waken up and come close to him. You might even wish to set multiple alarms through the day. So that you spend multiple times with him. Maybe not as many as the Benedictines up the road at Worth Abbey. You know, they, they've got 11 times of prayer. From first thing in the morning to, to late at night. But it's good to, to come to him and, uh, and just go, yes. I want to do that. But whatever is the thing that you need 
make sure you come. Make sure that as you pray, you're not just presenting how you're feeling. But you're seeking what God is saying about the situation too. So that you're trying to pray the prayer that God wants you to. And the prayer that he has on his heart for you. It only really comes when you're in relationship with him. Come to him. Lay your hopes and your fears at his feet. And say, not what I will, but what you will. So that his name is glorified in all the earth. Amen.